2: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has
1: a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tirec.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza. AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to tirerack.com slash sports. the Tireac.com. way tire buying should be.
3: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now, I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at com, or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
4: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Does Mike McCarthy have uh, a scantily dressed assistant? Or maybe an assistant that doesn't say a word and simply does the voila thing. Does he wear a wizard's hat? Does he have, what are those things that uh, magicians have with the, Oh, does he have a wand? Mm, the answer is no. No, Doug, he does not. Well, then he's not a magician. And of course, it would take a magician to make this team any good against a reputable NFL team because they lost Zach Martin last last night. He, of course, is their starting right guard, arguably the best or one of the two or three best guards in the National Football League. They already lost their bookend tackles, and their center retired before the season began. And last week, they lost their quarterback for the rest of the season. Outside of that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the show? Right? How was the show? Now now I I hear the criticism that Jane Slater has relayed where you have players saying they're not good at the coaches aren't good at their job we're not prepared they don't teach I hear you I could also point out that the players themselves aren't good at their job and aren't learning but re- regardless honestly regardless of the outcome I I think there's a chance McCarthy gets a pass because does anybody realize the Cowboys are still in first place? As bad as it seems, the Cowboys are still in first place. As bad as it seems, it's not like the Giants are going to overtake them. It's not like the the Washington football team is going to overtake them. And however bad the injuries are for the Cowboys – the Eagles seem to have it worse with the exception of having their starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, who, as we pointed out, played incredible football Sunday and they still lost. So, look, you can take a lot of pride in dancing on the grave of the Dallas Cowboys. One, they're not dead. Two, they're actually in first place. And three, I I, I think they can figure some things out. And they walked into a bit of a buzzsaw with a Cardinal team that I'm going to admit, I questioned their defense to start the year. I've never had questions about Kyler Murray. I realized they would score some points. I just didn't know if they could stop anybody and if the defense and offense could coexist based upon what's happened with Cliff going back to when he was the head coach of Texas tech. And the answer to this point is, Yes, good enough. We'll see when they get into more divisional play because their division is arguably the toughest in football if the Niners get healthy. <clears throat> but but I, I looked last night, and we have all these panic buttons with the Dallas Cowboys, and we got to realize, bro, I don't care who it is. You lose your quarterback, you're going to stink. You lose your left tackle, your right tackle, your right guard, and your center, and your quarterback, and the likelihood that you can you can even play NFL football, is minimal. Those guys are backups for a reason. And just so you're aware, they're not the only team with all of those injuries. The Chargers have lost most of their offensive line. We pointed out the Eagles have lost most of their offensive line. And then, even to get a replacement, does do people understand how difficult it is this year? Even if you trade for somebody who's been in the COVID protocol, you know, they have to quarantine for six days in a hotel room before they can even show up at your facility to start working out. Yeah. I, listen, I, I understand that some of you are going to do this thing to where you're going to go, you know, uh, Gottlieb's a basketball expert, a basketball player. So he doesn't know football because he was a basketball player. Well, okay. That's that's cool. I don't know it on the level of a, my friend Jeff Schwartz or or Chris Sims is going to join us or Doug Whaley or Robbie Gould. But I know it on the level of a guy who playing professional sports and having connections and talking to people. I learn, I've learned things every year that I've been doing this job. And I'm going to tell you right now, this year is eating people alive with these injuries. And it makes, makes good coaches look like bad coaches. Makes bad coaches look like look like a joke makes great coaches look okay. Like would anybody question the quality of coaching in new England? If I said to you, Hey, how good do you think that new England staff is with Josh McDaniels, as offensive coordinator and bill Belichick as head coach, you would say, I think it's pretty, pretty damn good. Wouldn't you? Did you watch them play Sunday? They look like they hadn't had a practice in a month. And you know what? They've struggled to have practices recently because of COVID. You're not practicing. You didn't have OTAs in preseason. You expanded your roster, but it doesn't matter. Those guys are backups for a reason. You lose your offensive line. You lose your quarterback, everybody. Now, on the other hand, when you start to understand that the players aren't into the coaches, you do start to figure out, maybe we made the wrong call. Right? Maybe we made the wrong call. Yes, the owner picked the offensive coordinator, but the offense up until last night hadn't been the problem. The defense had. I've heard Cowherd say, start all over. Why would you possibly start all over? You're still in first place. You got plenty of dudes, plenty of weapons. You got to move some pieces around. You're in better shape than everybody else in your division. And not right now because you don't have Dak, but long term you are. So listen, I, I understand it's really easy to hit the panic button. And I too watch the Cowboys and think, yikes! but what did you expect to see? You know, what, what, what did you really expect? When it's not just that they lost their offensive line, that team is built around the offensive line. And when you put that much money in the offensive line, what do you think their backups are going to look like? You got a $10 million tackle You're not going to have a $10 million or a $5 million tackle behind him. That's not the way it works. You get whatever you can get and you throw it out there and you hope you figure it out. Now, look, quality coaching would be keeping guys together and you'd see comments like, you know, we're really depleted, but these coaches, they're in it with us and we're going to figure it out eventually. You don't hear that. And I do think there's a good chance, a better than average chance, that even if he makes the playoffs, Mike McCarthy could be out of a job. Because McCarthy acted like he was some changed guy, studied this, analytics that, went through a year, watching film. And it's been the same thing. But if you're ever going to give anybody a pass, losing essentially your entire starting offensive line, when your team is built around your offensive line, then losing your quarterback who led the league in offense last year and was leading the league in passing this year, I kind of think that's deserving of some sort of a pass for having no offense and having no offense of, of continuity right now. This is um Mike McCarthy after the game last night.
4: Most importantly I, I didn't coach very well. Uh, I have a, a continuing uh, issue with with ball security on my football team. Um oh. something I personally take a lot of pride in and in, in, in how it reflects how you play the game of football. And I'm not getting that done right now.
1: I love that. I love that fake, that, 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 uh, uh, what is it? Uh, fake, um, when you, when you take things on yourself, it's like being fake humble, right? Uh, that's on me. Fake accountability. That's on me. We didn't hold on to the football tonight. I take special pride in that, like, dude, stop it. We know you're calling out the ball handlers that fumble the football. We, we get it of all the things to be fake accountable for that one's it's not, it's not that this is not that hard. We got our butts whooped. We obviously weren't well coached. If we were well coached, this wouldn't have happened, but instead you go to ball security. Now you're like, all right, you're doing the, I'll take this finger myself, but really I'm pointing at that guy. You point at that guy, you know? Yeah. You fumbled too much. Yeah. You turned the football over too much. Andy Dalton threw two picks. They looked awful. I mean, horrendous. Worse than awful. But don't do the fake humble thing. That doesn't work for us either.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
0: app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!
4: Void where prohibited. See terms at pick promos.
1: I, I, I think this is one of those cases where, you know, we get the schedules. Everybody looks at the schedule like, oh, there's a bye week early on in the season. That would be a good week to get Tua in. Feels like the, the Dolphins have had a plan all along. like even you go back to last year where they traded Laramie Tunsil right before the year, they traded Minka Fitzpatrick during the year to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then they went out and they spent some of that draft capital as well as used some money and signed free agents. It, It just, it feels like the Dolphins have a plan and are executing the plan. And that's one of those things where when everyone's in on it, it totally works. When everyone's not, that that's when it that's when it becomes um guys are like, yo, like I think if you watch Ryan Fitzpatrick on Sunday, he sits down and he sits with Tua and they're going over plays and they're talking back and forth. And then Tua goes in there, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is his biggest fan, his biggest cheerleader. W- whether he wants and Fitz played well. He played really well. Granted, it's against the Jets. I think a lot of people would look good. But my guess is, and this is more than an educated guess, is that Chris Greer, who's their general manager, and Brian Flores, who's their coach, have told Tua, have told Fitz, have told everybody, this is our plan. That barring some unforeseen setback, if Tua is healthy, we're going to go out and we're, we'll come out of the bye week. We'll have a chance to really prepare him. He'll have he'll he'll be his best self. We'll find the right plays. We'll have the right blocking. We'll protect him. And they gave him just a little bit of run. He threw two passes, two for two, completed both. I I think the reason this one has a great chance to work is they're all in on it. And when you're all in on a guy, usually that guy plays the more confidence because he looks over to the sideline and they're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, this is what we planned for right? Quality coaching and quality general manager work is the exact same thing. It's telling people what's going to happen before it happens, then it happens. And they go, wow, that was really amazing. How'd you know? Like Chris Greer, like, look, Ryan Fitzpatrick's good. He's going to win a couple games. He's going to look pretty good in a couple games, but Fitz, just so you know, like this is to his job when we think he's ready. And we're, we're looking at coming out of the bye week, regardless of how you play. And like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is 37 years old. He's been through it before. He's been the placeholder before. Like he's done these things before. Either he accepts it and that's that's his job or he would move on. And he didn't because this was the plan. I don't think it has anything to do with FOMO that Justin Herbert's playing before they thought and playing well. I don't think it's that everybody knew Joe Burrow would play right away in Cincinnati as they cleared out Andy Dalton. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I don't think it's about how the Dolphins are playing or how they're not playing or how Fitz is playing or not playing. I don't think it's about the opponent because obviously you would have preferred the Jets to the Rams. I don't want Aaron Donald coming after my quarterback who's coming off a hip injury. I think this is really, really simple. We got a plan. Let's execute the plan. And the plan started a year and a half ago. Let's hire a bright, young, up-and-coming coach. Let's get some junkyard dogs out there that people count out and see who can stick. And they found some guys who have stuck. Some found some guys that bought into the culture. And then they went out and drafted more culture guys and signed more culture guys. And and looked great in the offseason. And they tanked for one guy for Tua. They didn't tank for, you know, for, for Joe Burrow. They didn't tank for Justin Herbert. They tanked for Tua. And then they got him. And yeah, he was injured, but they had faith. And if there was any sense that there was anything wrong with him, he wouldn't have been out there Sunday. And seeing as he was out there last Sunday, he's fine to start a week from Sunday. This is just a case of a team and an organization all coming together and figuring out, all right, what do we want to do? This is what we want to do. We want to rebuild and do it behind this young, talented quarterback who's an outstanding leader. This is the guy we believe in. And everybody's either all in or they're somewhere else this year. It doesn't mean that it will work. But it does mean that you're giving it the best possible chance of working. The best possible chance of working, and that's usually when you get a lot of success. All right, coming up next is Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, this is Chris Sims talking about Tua starting for the Dolphins.
5: Well, I, I think they had to do it, you know, and and, and this is why because well, what are you, the Dolphins are getting it together. They're playing pretty good football. What were they going to wait until they were you know eight and four and in the playoff hunt and then make the switch, right? I think the timing is right. They're not worried about this year. They know they're not going to win the Super Bowl. But, man, I mean, they killed the offseason. You're seeing some of those free agents and some of those draft picks really pop for their football team. I mean, the Dolphins did everything last year for what a rebuild team should do. It's textbook. That I mean, that's what teams should do. If you're the Falcons and you're looking to rebuild or any other team like that, you know, the Miami Dolphins put the outline out there.
1: That was Chris Sims earlier today. People are freaking out because the Packers got blown out again. And I'm going to do my best, Aaron Rodgers, and tell you to relax. Be
4: sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon
0: Pacific. Doug Whaley joins us. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming!
1: A uh, longtime member of the Bills front office, he joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I want to ask you: So Tua is going to get a start in a week and a half for the Miami Dolphins, and you've been through this before when you're director of pro player personnel when you're with the Bills, and you guys uh, drafted EJ Manuel. When did you know that he didn't have what you thought he needed to have to 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 be the long time start to to hold on to the job?
5: It, it- Doug, first of all, thanks for having me on, and hopefully everything's well with you. Um, It's one of those things where when you're around a quarterback enough, and especially when you've been around some very successful quarterback, it becomes very evident that he or that quarterback doesn't have the skill set to take you where you want to go. Especially in our situation with EJ, we started to put a bunch of pieces around him to say, this will help EJ be better or, and when you, when that was a mistake I made and when you have to put pieces around the quarterback to help the quarterback, then you, you don't have a quarterback. You need a quarterback and really good quarterbacks make all the pieces around them better.
1: Right. 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 Uh, it's, 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 it's fascinating, but I mean like, cause I, I know a little bit about EJ where, like, if you meet him, you're blown away because he's a super bright guy and very charming guy, right? And he looks the part. Like, everything about him, like, looks the part. There was just something, like, in games, he wasn't that good. Like, that really, you know, so I just wonder when you, when you, when you draft a guy and you feel like you know a guy, if it takes you longer to, to admit, maybe he's not the guy. Hey,
5: you, you obviously, and like you said, first of all, he's an incredible human being. When you meet him, he isn't. I mean, he's just everything you want as a quarterback. Uh, The thing that kept coming up was his ability to to understand the nuances of the quarterback position, to be able to anticipate, to be able to understand uh, the coverages and be able to say, okay, that was there last time and they fooled me, but this time I'm going to have to do something different. So he was more of a programmed guy which when everything was perfect and the pocket was perfect and the coverage didn't change, he he could make the throw. When there was some adversity, not only on the field but off the field, he got injured, and it was the first time he had to deal with an injury and coming back from injury. I don't think he was totally equipped to come back from that and keep progressing to be able to be a, a suitable star starting quarterback. Now, also, we did overdraft him. If he was a third-round pick, he probably could still be in the league. But as a first-round pick, that, to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. So a lot more was expected from him.
1: Yeah, and then you had to play him earlier than you want to play him. Um, you know, the owner's sitting there going, why aren't you playing the guy you drafted in the first round? The fans are saying it. You throw him in there, you're like, ah, that's why we didn't play him. Uh, right. Away. All right, what about what about Tua? Okay, who he has shown the fortitude to come back from multiple injuries. The last one was a, uh, one that could have ended his career. They're playing pretty well. They got a bye week, and they just announced today we're going to start Tua. Uh, What's your reaction to Miami, the timing of Miami's decision?
5: I think it's very surprising. Now, I mean, the one thing, like you said, they're playing well, they're winning games. So it's it's very curious to insert them now uh, because if you look at, let's say, a Mahomes, you have a capable starter there with Fitzpatrick, a, a very smart, crafty bet that has accepted the role that he's the placekeeper, he could learn from that from Fitz. And you you read the stories that any time Fitz comes off the sideline, he's sitting there talking to to Tua, breaking it down, saying, dude this is what happened, that's what happened. That type of stuff is invaluable. So but with that said, you've been a player and I've been a player before. There must be something in practice that is making it undeniable that he needs to be the starter because you know make no mistake, If he wasn't ready, those players in that locker room would let it be known that this is not the right move. And then lastly, it's very curious that they're going to start his first start against Aaron Bunnell. I mean, uh, (laughs) that's, that's, again, curious, but there's got to be something that we as the public aren't privy to. That is making that that decision, driving that
1: decision. Yeah, it's it's interesting because originally that game was supposed to be the Jets, right? Play the Jets by play so it that that's why it, it made sense to me. Like, yeah, dude, to go against the Jets, like that that's the JV. That's like that's a good one. Um here, let, me, <laughs> let me let me let me hypothesize for a second. I feel like mm-hmm. this entire thing is what they had planned. Right? Like, look look, Chris Greer gets the job and they're like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We want two as our guy. And we're going to sell off the other pieces that we don't necessarily want or need because we're bad. We're going to start over. So Minka Fitzpatrick and Laramie Tunsell, they're gone. They get picks back in return. They try to figure out what they had. They did well in free agency, well in the draft. And they end up two ends up because of injury falling to them, even though they don't get the number one pick. And my guess would be this was the plan all along. Off the bye week, they would play him barring injury. And it just so happens to be the Rams. Is that a possibility that a team is so committed to a plan that they don't care about the opponent?
5: Absolutely, and the one thing though in in the NFL the scary thing part is you can have a plan. Yeah. You just hope that you state you're around to enact that plan, but uh, I, I that could be a plausible reason why they're doing it now and and guess what the the plan has worked so far, so might as well stick with it
2: um
1: okay, so how much how much can we blame the cowboys coaching staff and and I'm not sure if you're aware that that there's some a report today from yeah. Jane Slater. That some players came out and said that they're not teaching us, they're not prepared. Meanwhile, you know, like, look, I give at least the offense a bit of a pass. Last night, you, you lose most of your line and your quarterback. I don't know anybody who's going to look good uh, against a legitimate team. But, but the fact that the defense is such a mess—how much of that is on the players? How much of that is on the coaching staff?
5: Well, I, I look at it this way: you know, when you're losing, everyone's going to be disgruntled. But the alarming part is. For the players, they just don't doesn't seem like they believe in the coaching staff or the game plan. Right. So it really has to. We really have to look at it as has the game, the NFL game, passed the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff by, and all these reports that are coming out. You may have to lean to that because very rarely, especially this early in the season, are you going to have players coming out and basically telling that our coaching staff is in that. So it's very alarming, and uh, the players do have some culpability, but uh, they have some talent on that staff. They've had some injuries. uh, But on that team, it's alarming, and I'd have to say right now from from the reports, you'd probably go 65 coaching, 45 uh, players.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, look, the last night's a perfect example. You bring in a guy who new-age system you know, di- different, you know, air raid, yep. air raid system. Mike Nolan's like old school NFL yep. and, and hadn't been a coordinator for several years that it, it feels a little bit, the Cowboys got this a little bit with Monty Kiffin, right? Where Monty Kiffin, he couldn't do mm-hmm. it anymore. And he couldn't do it at SC even because, because this, because the, the game had changed so much, his old 2 didn't work.
5: And and Doug, I, I don't know about in basketball, but in football, there's a saying, why do you do it? Cause we've been doing it that way forever. Yes. Well, guess what? Now, the game has is starting to evolve. And I I think I've said this before is football used to be NFL set everything in the football ecosystem, and it was a trickle-down effect. Anything the NFL did, everybody else tried to learn. Well, now the roles are reversed. It's a trickle-up effect. Things from college are starting to trickle up into the NFL. So if you have these old-school guys that are resistant to change or evolution, the game is just going to pass them by, and I think, especially on defense, I, I think we're seeing that on the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Uh, the, uh, this this is a great conversation. Doug Whaley joining us, former general manager of the Buffalo Bills. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, let me let me go to the Bills. Um, how mm-hmm. the the knock on Josh Allen was accuracy, and it still pops up at so, sometimes when he just misses guys with that with that big arm. But how have they been able to kind of craft this thing? to be more consecutively and consistently successful?
5: I think you've got to look at uh, Brian Dable. I mean, you've you got to look at the offensive coordinator and the pieces that they put around him to put him in positions to be successful. Uh, you saw Monday night when he's got to sit back in that pocket and be on the spot and try to go through progressions. That, that's not where he's the most successful. The most successful is when he's able to get something out quick or uh, on unscripted plays where he's running around and he's that dual threat so I think the uh, day Bowl is one of the, the, the main reasons why they started so so hot but again over time guys that have la- lack of accuracy are going to regress to their means and I, I think we saw it last night and hopefully it doesn't uh, keep popping up for the rest of the year hopefully he can bounce back to where he played in the first four games but He's gonna have games like that because the accuracy is it's it's like a golf swing. It's muscle memory. And if you have to go to a, a quarterback guru to get your feet right and your arm position right and your arm slot right that's going to take time before it becomes natural muscle memory.
1: But even, even then you still, like you said, you still regress to yet the game slippage, you still regress to the means happened with Lamar Jackson, right? Where, where, you know, people are able to find out what throws he doesn't make well and make him make those more often. And the accuracy issues that he had in college have, have, have popped back up. Doug Whaley, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb show. Conversely, you have Kansas city. And I think to some people it was a ho hum to me, the way Buffalo played them is the same way the Chargers played them, where you try and keep everything in front and and force them these long drives and running the football. The difference is this year they can run the football. Is there any chance they're actually better than they were last season?
5: I would say yes. When you can have that balanced attack where people can't make you one dimensional and with the the weapons they have, and then you add Le'Veon Bell in there, oh man, that's, that's, going to be a special unit and it's going to be a a defensive coordinator's nightmare you got to pick your poison what are you going to play cover two and have them run the ball or have them give up all shorts and then guess what they're it's going to be death by a thousand cuts or do you play man and and come after them? and then it's guess what it's big play so uh they're a force to be reckoned with and it's uh nothing i would want to wish on my defensive coordinator
1: who um who are the real Green Bay Packers? Weeks one through four or week six? I would say
5: weeks one through four. Uh, got to understand, you know, these players, they have 16, maybe more days to be on. And to be on for that many times is very hard. And then you act—you not just one player, but you've got to have 50-some players that have to be playing at their best and having a good day at the office and it's hard to have a good day at the office every day on your job. I mean, there's some days you probably say I didn't wasn't up to par that day, but I, I I did the best I could. And there's other days like I nailed it. Well, guess what? When you're not up to par on the football field, th- those things get exposed and it's just something that uh, makes it people understand, hopefully they understand it is very hard to win in the NFL. And then you yeah, have the fact that the other team they get paid too. Yeah, they they're out there trying to, to win as well.
1: So well, and and and, and, they, I, I and would, they got whooped, and, and their offense got whooped last time out too. So it wasn't like they weren't motivated. Yeah.
5: Right, 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 exactly. But if, if I'm betting on anything, I'm betting on Aaron Rodgers.
1: Um, I'm I'm abs- I'm absolutely with you. Doug Whaley joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I felt like Carson Wentz played really well. He's just between the drops, the offensive line issues, like he's doing it. It's all smoke and mirrors. Many have been critical of him trying to you know, kind of have to play hero ball. What, what's your sense of the Eagles quarterback?
5: I'm with you. I'm a big Wins fan, and I, I, what I like about it, which some people may be knocked, knocking him, is his competitiveness. He knows he's playing with one hand tied behind his back with, with the people that are around him just because of injuries, but he's willing his team to try to win. He's doing everything he can in his power. And to me, that is what you want in your quarterback. He's trying to, if no one else around him can make it happen, I'm going to take it on myself to make this happen and will this team to win. So sign me up.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about Baker? Baker feels like how you described EJ, where you said, if you got to put a bunch of people around him, he's probably not the guy. He, he's got a running game, although they didn't have one against the Steelers. He's got elite wide receivers. They went out and got him a great uh, pass-catching tight end, and it feels like he's holding them back. Is that a wrong way to read what, what happened in Cleveland against Pittsburgh?
5: Not at all. And until he can answer that bell, that's, the, that's what's going to be out there on him. Um, when you make them one-dimensional and you make Baker Mayfield throw the ball, especially from the pocket, that's when you're going to have the most success for him and that's against him and that's where his deficiencies will be highlighted.
1: Doug, awesome stuff, man. Always great to have you on. You are welcome anytime. Thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate you having me, Doug, and stay healthy. Uh, Same to you. Doug Whaley joining us. He's a longtime member of the front office of the Bills. He was their general manager, and of course, joins us here on The Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
2: terms and conditions
1: apply you've put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire has the tires that'll elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort performance tires for sporting handling all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure go to tire to get started not sure where to begin use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how what and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to slash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports slash tireac.com. sports
6: We've been trained in our lives to
1: cheer for the little guy, right? Because we like to see ourselves as the little guy. That was the whole thing back in the 1700s, right? We were the little guy. We weren't the big guy. And so we've been kind of trained to really be that guy, to to root for the underdog, the Cinderella story. Which, by the way, can I simply point out, how dysfunctional and awful Cinderella is as a story. Just to recap, okay, the real Cinderella story of Cinderella. So Cinderella's born, her mom dies. Okay, the mom dies. That's a terrible story. The dad, who apparently rich beyond belief, marries some evil stepmom who brings in her two daughters and forces his daughter to to live to live up in her own little shack because I think he died. So the mom dies, the dad remarries some witch, and then the dad dies, and then the stepmom, instead of taking care of this kid that's been through all this trauma, puts her she goes and lives, and her only friend are a bunch of mice. We celebrate this story as if it's a good thing. Then she sneaks out, she needs a a fairy stepmother to make a pumpkin. Uh, into a a carriage to take her to a ball. She meets the prince who falls madly in love with her. And, of course, the evil stepmom does everything in her power to put her own daughters, her flesh and blood, in front of Cinderella, who only because of some miracle that they have a glass slipper, it's a glass slipper, fits her foot does she become, we assume, the wife to the prince? That's a terrible story. The mom dies, the dad dies, the stepmom makes her live in an attic and her only friend or some mice. That's some that's some evil stuff right there. Nonetheless, we've been trained to cheer for Cinderella because she had to live in an attic and her only friends were mice. I'm cheering for Goliath tonight, not David. David took the rock and she- And he did the thing that the Texas A&M fans do, right? (laughs) And he slung it and he slayed the the beast, right? It's biblical. Clayton Kershaw in 2011 um, won his first Cy Young. He had a 2.2 ADRA. He was 21 and 5. He led the league in strikeouts with 248. He threw 233 innings. The next year, he threw 227 innings. Again, led the league uh, in ERA. He was a runner-up for the Cy Young Award. In 2013, he won his second Cy Young Award. He struck out 232. He had a 1.83 ERA, which led the league. He threw 236 innings. He had the back problem in uh, in 2015 after winning back-to-back Cy Youngs and winning an MVP. And even with the back problem, Right? where he only threw 198 innings, he led the league with a 1.77 ERA. His ERA in his career has only been above three for a season twice. Once was last year when he had a 3.03 ERA. He was an all-star and top 10 in Cy Young Award voting. And the other was his first year when he was 20 years old, when he he uh, he started 21 games, he had a 4.26 ERA. Since 2009, so roughly the last 12 baseball seasons, he has been, with one exception, below 2.92 with his ERA. He has been outstanding. He's led the league five times. He's led the league in strikeouts three times. He's led the league in innings once and been over 200 innings over six times. He usually starts every sixth day. Of course, he has been injured a little bit. He's solid. He's consistent. He's been the ace. And through all the failings, and there have been plenty in in the playoffs in terms of his failings, it, it's fair to point out that uh, he's played 10 years in the playoffs out of his 19 seasons. He's just 11 and 12 with a 4.31 ERA. Right. So 4.31 is not terrible, but when you consider that your career ERA is uh, – is 2.43, you're like, oh, okay, it's two points high, two runs higher. That's not good. Have you ever heard Clayton Kershaw say, you know, had they used me less in the regular season, I would have had more in the tank for the postseason. You ever heard that? Have you ever heard uh, you ever heard Clayton Kershaw say, you know, if our bullpen was better, our bullpen was better, they wouldn't have had to use me in those seventh innings against the St. Louis Cardinals. And I would have gotten out unscathed. You ever heard that? Have you heard him point out that Kenley Jansen is not the pitcher he used to be? Have you heard him say that the Houston Astros stole the World Series from him? No. Not the perfect pitcher. I'm sure he's not the perfect human being. But in a world in which we pick apart everything we a guy does... And we understand that he hasn't been as good under pressure, especially late in games when he start when his when when the he loses a mile or two off a fastball and he loses a mile or two or a little bit of spin rate off of the curveball off you know off the slider that he becomes human and hittable. But for a guy who over the last 11 years has been arguably the best pitcher in baseball most of those years Max Scherzer in that conversation. There are others in that conversation for a couple of years as well. I find it hard to root against him. I'm not a Dodger fan. Like, well, you're in LA, you're a Dodger fan. No, I'm an angel fan. How can you be a Dodger fan? Look at all the money that they spend. I get it. I, I understand. It's, you know, I'm sure Andrew Friedman sat there and goes like, well, I could spend 28 million on an entire team or spend 28 million on a guy. I think I'm going to take this Dodger go- job, you know, it is easier when you're the Dodgers, when you have the resources of the Dodgers, when you can trade for Mookie Betts and give them a, a gigantic contract. It, it's it's easier to win that way. Not everybody wins that way. The Red Sox haven't won in a couple years, and the, the Yankees have tried to buy championships time and again. That doesn't work either. This is not telling you that the Rays are not worthy champions, and they're not worthy of being cheered for, although most of you don't care about the Rays. This series is about Clayton Kershaw. And he gets the start, game one. And he's probably the third best pitcher the Dodgers have, right? Is that fair? You got Walker Bueller. I'd say Dusty May in terms of stuff. And then Clayton Kershaw. But we would all agree that there was a lot of things fishy going on when Houston beat him. And he lost that game six. And yeah, I don't know if anybody deserves to win a championship, but if there's a guy who's close considering what he's done for his club, what he's done for baseball, and the fact that you've never heard him say a negative word about, well, you know, if Dave Roberts wasn't such an idiot, it would take me out of the game, or if Don Mattingly would have taken me out, or if, you know, like, if my catcher would have, if my, my closer would have, we would have had a bullpen, to, like, no, none of that. He gets the baseball, he throws the baseball, does the best he can. Accountable when he gives up hits. I'm cheering for for Goliath. As unpopular as that may be. You know, I get it. We we It's not that big an upset when they come from three games to one down against the Braves when you consider they're the best team in baseball and ultimately water finds its level. Got it, understood it completely. Kershaw to me feels different. He is a sympathetic figure, even though he makes a gigantic amount of money and his own personal failings because he hasn't come through, are his own personal failings. Not going to point to one error. We have enough data to point out that he's not as good in the postseason, especially in some big spots late in games, as he has been in the regular season. And we can chalk it up to fatigue, and we can chalk it up to to whatever we want to chalk it up to, the cold weather and whatever. At some point, it is what it is. But all it takes is one championship, and most of that narrative goes away. I'm cheering for Goliath.
2: searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
6: Judy was boring.
5: Hello.
2: Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
5: It's my little escape.
2: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
5: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, Exclusions apply.